Hello, morning. So I recorded something about a few days ago about self-mastery, finding purpose. And kind of reminded yesterday when I was speaking about how nature expresses balance or the continual movement towards balance uh, specifically adaptation right that's that's being able to adapt to something is being able to remain in a balanced state you're not staying in the same balanced state that you were in yesterday you're moving with the scale so to speak so the scale is constantly moving if you think of it like the sun is constantly moving from our perspective from our perspective it rises in the east and sets in the west but as as that happens every day it's moving further away from balance moving further away from equal amounts of day and night and equal amounts of hot and cold or heat So that's, that's constantly happening. That's happening every year. That's happening every day. It's happening every month, every week. It's constant movement. And more so over, over time. So to a, a lesser degree, it's going to be moving... on a macro scale hotter or colder so obviously it does the same on the micro which is the day or the week or the month or the year even I guess now the, the culmination is going to be the year because after a year you can say well this year it was warmer than last year Or something along those lines. So that is that is happening constantly. And something is being constantly demanded of everyone and everything that they also adapt. to be balanced because otherwise if you don't then some things may manifest in order to try and correct that to try and force balance and that could be something like your body showing symptoms like if you 
if you drink too much alcohol you're essentially poisoning poisoning yourself you're making your body so toxic that your body has to take corrective action almost immediately you might throw up you might pass out you might go to the toilet so now if you're throwing up then then you're in a better state than most because that's your body's quickest way of evacuating what is identified as the toxin from your body it's empty in your stomach so that no more can enter your blood see a little bit of alcohol is okay your body is not going to react in such a way that it's going to try and get rid of it it's going to allow a little bit but if you push it too far if you take too much then your body reacts extremely because something extreme has happened you put a large amount of alcohol into your body and so your body takes an extreme action which is to purge <laughs> purge it and that's an expression of balance because whilst you can have a little bit of alcohol in your system, in your blood in your body there's a, there's a limit and once the limit is passed once it's gone to, I guess to an extreme, that's when that's when corrective action to attain balance is taken, right? That's what it's doing. It's trying to... It's trying to rebalance itself. It's adapting to... It's adapting to the conditions. But the body is... The body's different. The body has a state that it likes to maintain. Was it like 37 degrees? Is it pH neutral, pH 7, not, not too acidic, not too alkali? And obviously... Alcohol is going to make you... It's toxic, it's going to be acidic. Or it's going to cause... Uh, acid... 
to be created. So whilst your body takes those extreme actions in order to adapt, in order to regain balance, it's moving you back to a state that the body prefers, that is the body's natural state, the body's balance. And so once that state is achieved again, then everything is okay. But until that time, the body is gonna keep taking corrective measures in order to adapt. But in this case, it's adapting to go back to a known state and not a state that it prefers. That's weird, right? Because because I inferred that things may get warmer or colder over time. So we know there are fixed points throughout the year in which it will start to get warmer or it will start to get colder. The spring equinox, the autumnal equinox. They're the two points of balance in the year that we can observe and once you pass those points that's when the sun's influence becomes uh, it starts moving towards the extremes so as you go up towards the summer solstice that's when it gets very hot a lot of heat typically anyway and when you move past the autumnal equinox it's moving towards the winter solstice which is Imagine it being the sun moving away from you. You're not getting as much heat anymore. It's getting cold. And so if that's happening yearly, but it always moves back to balance. It takes a year for that to happen, right? And if the body is always maintained at a certain it has a certain state that it prefers a natural state so how could I say that there is a macro balance outside of the the typical solar year in which I inferred that things could get warmer or colder over time it doesn't really make sense because if the body has got a fixed natural state that it's always trying to maintain wouldn't that be the same for nature? 
because things, plants, people, we adapt to the changing conditions throughout the year. We adapt in order to maintain stability, maintain balance within the body. So, how can, how can it physically, how can that scale be changing physically? How can it be moving? You see, when I was talking about the moving scale, about humans adapting to changes, that's more on an emotional an emotional level, not a physical. Because physically we're gonna be gonna be judged by what the sun is doing. Because that ultimately rules the physical environment. Because if there's no sun it's dark. If we've got no dark, uh, sorry, if we've got no light then there's no um, vitamin D. And it's the same for same for nature. There'd be no photosynthesis. So a lot of processes would start to fail. So to say that so to say what I've said that physically the sun the sun can change in that way and then it can move further or closer on a macro level and get warmer or colder let's say it's like in another dimension another dimension a mathematical dimension or a physical dimension where it's over time moving further away or closer there's no way of measuring that unless you've got hundreds of years or even thousands of years worth of data there's no way you can measure that but if you look at it on a micro level like if you look at us if you look at nature there does appear to be a fine a fine balance to see this it there seems to be a a state that everything has and that's what it is aiming for do you know what I mean but also if you took if you took somebody and put them in an extreme place, if you put them in the extreme cold, now eventually they're going to adapt to it. But is that because they've got, you know, thick, thick coats, thick, thick jumpers, and they've got into a habit of that, of that lifestyle? Because if they went outside, shorts and t-shirt they would they'd still be subject to the same conditions that everyone else would face right 
they're not just going to magically be okay in those conditions there is there is still that fine line so maybe that is maybe that is telling that there is no macro scale that what we see of the sun each year is what we see and that's it there's nothing else it moves further and further away closer over the year and that's it its intensity increases and decreases and that's it and that 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 change in uh, that change in energy of the sun is is observable and it's been observed there's data at least until the mid 1700s or from the mid 1700s and that's typically used to gauge to gauge the output of the sun it's energetic output But I mean, in spite of everything, in spite of everything, things being released into the air uh, from volcanoes, from the sea, from trees, from humans, things continue to adapt. Things continue to maintain stability. In some places, there may be um, I mean, we have to consider that as well. That all places are not going to have had the same climate forever. that's going to adapt and change for for whatever reason that there must be something different with with some places like um, I don't know it may have nothing to do with the sun at all it may have nothing to do with that pattern it may just be due to resources in those areas that the resources may have just been depleted and that was severely that's a severe imbalance and so there was literally nothing there and you have a desert but obviously there is still something there but I guess over time those resources regenerate and then things start to regenerate there like plants and wildlife and trees eventually maybe and then that's going to affect affect it climatically because obviously there'd be more rainfall but um, yeah it's it is a tricky one 
but it's just it's just the human aspect I think because because we don't really change with pH 7 or whatever it is 37 and a half degrees or 37 degrees is the temperature the the right temperature it's like there's all these they're not variables they're almost like constants that we have to maintain that the body has to maintain those constant values and they're not obviously not variable constant which which means they remain the same and so if they remain the same then even if you consider evolution if they have remained the same that must mean the climate is the same or rather the things that affect the climate predominantly the sun now I think I think if you consider the if you consider the earth like a like a human body that that would be the macro of the human which is why you know they give um, give names like the lungs of the world to certain places I think it's the rainforests in Brazil right that is considered the lungs of the world so if you consider that we get into points of being too toxic or maybe not being toxic enough and the body then tries to adapt we see it more often because obviously we're experiencing it directly and we tend to we tend to be exposed to things that can have an effect like that much quicker but if you consider the the earth must also get to a point of something like uh, being too toxic or not being toxic enough and is that why certain things are done is that why human civilizations do certain things is that why they have industrial revolutions in order to affect or rather to allow the earth to adapt again to get back to stability because otherwise what's going to happen there's going to be some sort of symptom right and think about the function of volcanoes volcanoes add heat they add a lot of toxic gases but ultimately from all that heat it has a cooling effect 
so I think these are mechanisms that the earth uses in order to adapt in order to maintain balance or rather to um, remain stable so to say to say that in this over the next hundred years that things are going to be all clean the hundred years after that it may be back to um, what people might consider unclean there's no <laughs> humans don't sit or rather the people that are leading these industrial revolutions don't appear to be too concerned about violence they'll do the things at the extremes high pollution or rather high toxicity and then for a hundred years they'll do low toxicity you know what I mean it's they can't do the balance or they've got no maybe, maybe they don't want to maybe they're not interested maybe they just know that every hundred years this is what they have to do I don't know um, but I think if you just think of it in terms of the human body what the human body does the earth is just that on a bigger scale and it's just got things like we've got bacteria roaming around us the earth has got its own kind of parasites roaming around on it obviously not all bacteria is bad there are good and there are bad bacteria and they're required in equal number in order to maintain balance just like everything else so yeah so that's my take on on a very touchy subject you're not really supposed to be talking about it but I haven't really mentioned those words the change but I'm sure you can appreciate what I'm talking about but I think that's the reason why I think that's, that's the reason why electric cars existed before they existed in the 1800s. A lot of things did. It's just, for some reason, they disappeared and then uh, petrol cars or gasoline or combustion, the combustion engine took off and went into um, production with Ford. And, but I don't think Ford was the first one. I think there's somebody else. But anyway, the first successful large commercial launch of a car, I guess. And now that's coming to an end. No more petrol cars, no more combustion engines. And they're trying to get everyone to accept electric cars. But, um... 
obviously this is just a case of maintaining wealth maintaining wealth in the hands of the few and passing it on through the generations because it becomes easy this is this is all you, this is what the generation the next the, set, the second generation from now needs to do in a hundred years they're going to have to build build this build these cars or launch this product maintain control of something because if you know what is if you know what you know what the conditions are going to be like you know how to retain control so to speak anyway that, that's that's all my perspective I'm sure um, other people got the, their own perspectives on things and I'm sure you know they'll all be at different scales different different levels of um, analysis people are taught in different things people observe observe in different ways so I don't really expect anyone will completely agree but that's not it's not really what I'm offering or looking for just offering offering a perspective that is probably a little bit different to what you might have heard okay so I think this is going to be adaptation adaptation over the generations got a bit of a rhyme but Okay, well that's it. Have a good day.